This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. One of Alabama's congressional members still believes that Dr. Anthony Fauci should be held accountable for actions taken during the COVID-19 outbreak. Congressman Jerry Carl spoke on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile with 1819's executive editor Jeff Poor. Carl says his experience in business leads him to believe that Fauci made financial profit from all of his COVID-19 guidelines to Americans. Under today's laws, it's impossible uh, virtually impossible. Let me let me get a little bit of buffer in there on this. Virtually impossible to get access to his public, uh, to his private funds and how he he invests and, and manipulates. And I was the first one to bring up the fact, uh, you know, that that there's a financial interest here. You know, that's what this is about. It's the financial interest. So uh, it's it's not going by the wayside. Will we see something? I believe we will. I hope we, we can do something with Fauci. I hope we, we see uh, him brought uh, to justice because I think uh, a, a lot of the stuff he's, he did is criminal. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall is disappointed at the recent decision by the U.S. Supreme Court to allow the abortion pill to remain on the market and continue distribution. The high court did not make a decision on the merits of a case but decided on whether a lower court injunction should remain in place while the legal appeals process continues. The Biden administration is appealing the decision from a Texas-based judge who put a stop to the distribution of the abortion-causing drug Mifepristone. Justices Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas indicated that they would have left that injunction in place, but they were overruled. Marshall says he's confident that through the appeals process, it will become clear that Joe Biden lacked the authority to enact a dangerous mail-order abortion regime. A teacher's manual with an alleged woke agenda has now landed the Secretary of Early Childhood Education here in Alabama without a job. The governor's office announced that they asked for and received the resignation of Secretary Barbara Cooper just before the weekend. Ivy's office says this resignation comes after the governor was made aware of a resource book that had woke ideas inside, and Cooper was asked to disavow those teachings within the book or discontinue using the resource. The governor says one of the concepts in the books is that the U.S. is built on systemic and structural racism and that four-year-old students should learn more about the LGBTQIA community. Governor Ivy's statement says that woke concepts have zero to do with a proper education and have no place in Alabama's classrooms at any age level. Dr. Jan Hume is now serving as interim secretary upon Cooper's immediate resignation and until the governor appoints a permanent replacement. Well, this Tuesday, five out of six suspects who are being charged regarding the Dadeville mass shooting will be in court. The sixth suspect in this shooting is a minor who will not be present. The court hearing involves the application of Anaya's law, and determining whether bail will be denied or granted depending on the violence of the crime the suspects are accused of committing. All five except for the minor have been held without bond up until this point in the Tallapoosa County Jail since their arrest in the middle of last week. Sergeant Jeremy Burkett with the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency says that his investigators still believe there are more people who were at the venue on April 15th who have yet to come forward and tell police their story and what they saw that night. 
A preliminary report has been released by the National Transportation Safety Board when it comes to a medical helicopter crash that occurred in Chelsea in early April. Two members of the three-person crew were killed in that crash. It occurred near Highway 280 in Chelsea. The NTSB report does not address the actual cause of the crash, only what damage was done to the helicopter, as well as what witnesses saw when the helicopter went down. The NTSB also revealed in that report that the dash camera from a sheriff's deputy patrol car caught some of the helicopter's flight on camera and that video data recorder on board the aircraft was recovered from the wreck site. And when it comes to aircraft, this weekend was the last flight of the F-16 Fighting Falcon Jets of Montgomery, Alabama. Fleet of F-16s have made their home in Montgomery for the past 35 years, but will now be moved out and replaced with a much more modernized, high-tech fleet of the F-35 Lightning II jets. That'll happen this coming December. Major Jeffrey Witt spoke with WSFA News about the changes that are coming. I think the F-16 served this unit in this state beautifully for uh, for several decades, and it'll be sad to see it go, but the future is uh, very bright for the Alabama Guard with the F-35. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the challenger to Joe Biden in the Democratic presidential primary is speaking out about the war in Ukraine. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was on Fox News this past weekend. But the question is, why are we in the Ukraine? Because Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, said that we're there to exhaust the Russians. President Biden has said that we're there to to, to deplatform, to depose Vladimir Putin. And if that's why we're there, and we're killing a lot of Ukrainians as pawns in a proxy war between, between two great powers. Here's one last thing I would say. Nobody talks about this. There's 14,000 Ukrainian civilians who have died, but 300,000 troops. The Russians are killing Ukrainians at a 7 to 1 to 8 to 1 ratio. They cannot sustain this. What we're being told about this war is just not true. Lawyers for Joe Biden's son, Hunter, will be meeting sometime this week with Delaware's U.S. prosecutor, David Weiss, regarding an ongoing investigation that Weiss has been conducting. This move comes after an IRS agent and whistleblower from within claimed that the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland has been improperly impeding Weiss from charging Hunter Biden. Weiss has reportedly been considering charges against Hunter Biden for over a year when it comes to tax crimes as well as a gun violation. The IRS whistleblower says that A.G. Garland has refused to name a special counsel to look into the Hunter Biden situation, but has also held up from signing off on Weiss and the charges that he wants to issue. And the Biden family issues don't stop with Hunter. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee, Congressman James Comer of Kentucky, said this past weekend on Fox News that the number of family members involved in influence peddling while Joe Biden was vice president is now at 12. I mean, there, there's not going to be anybody left for a Christmas picture uh, if the DOJ did their job and went in there and indicted everyone that, that has any type of uh, fingerprints involved in this influence peddling scheme. I mean, it's the entire family. I mean, this was the Biden family uh influence peddling scheme. And, and, you know, when people say, well, they were involved in ventures around the world, I haven't found a legitimate business on the Biden end. Maria, I found legitimate businesses that uh, that were paying 
the LLCs that were then turning around and laundering the money back to the Bidens. But I haven't found any legitimate business dealings on the Biden end. Uh, it looks like if there was a legitimate business dealing in any of these LLCs, it was influence peddling. And, you know, if you want to get technical and if you want to get uh, to a legal term, that's called being a foreign agent. They weren't registered as a foreign agent, and I'm sure the ethics laws would prevent immediate family members of high-ranking government officials from being foreign agents. Either way, this is bad. There are more laws that appear to me that have been broken than just tax evasion, and there are a lot more Bidens involved than just the president's son and his brother. State lawmakers in the Texas Senate have adopted a bill that would put the Ten Commandments back on display in all school classrooms in that state. The bill would require a 16 by 20 inch poster to be placed in each room. SB 1515 now heads to the Texas House for consideration. State Senator Phil King is the sponsor of the bill. King cites the recent Supreme Court decision in Kennedy versus Bremerton as a case that justifies this move. Over the weekend, a home goods company known as Bed Bath & Beyond filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy after failure to secure funding for the 360 stores they have nationwide. The filing was made in the District Court of New Jersey and will affect about 30,000 employees over the course of the next few months. The Bed Bath & Beyond stores will start the slow process of liquidation. The company has battled low inventory levels and lagging sales following the COVID-19 pandemic. This past January, the company defaulted on a credit line they had with J.P. Morgan. And speaking of lagging sales, the vice president for marketing at Bud Light, Alyssa Heinerschneid, went on a leave of absence this past weekend after her decision to contract with transgender YouTuber Dylan Mulvaney to become the spokesperson for Bud Light. Since then, Bud Light has seen a plummeting of beer sales and market value within the Anheuser-Busch company. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 